Welcome back to another episode of Brevity Box, brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. Uh, let's get going. I cannot believe everything is going so well. I got a lot of good shit to talk about, and of course, as usual, I'm joined by Brando over there again in the superhero onesie, as usual, bringing bringing the mood. Man, I love those onesies. How you doing, Brando? I Pretty hate good. when people say how you doing. How you doing? How you doing? And the, and the thing is, there's only two answers to that, acceptable answers to that question. Fine and well. If you say anything else, you're a fucking asshole. Don't know what <laughs> Like, how you doing? Not great. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, you know, my car broke down. My dog is sick. It's like, I don't fucking care. I'm really glad you asked. I've been wanting to tell somebody all of my problems for the entire week. Let's get going. I pay We're joined today that. by a professional educator and master of the secret arts of, is it Aikido? Aikido, yeah. Aikido, Matt. I'm gonna keep your last name uh, private. We'll just say Beep, Matt Beep. <laughs> We're gonna get some special intelligence from you, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate yeah. you taking the time. I appreciate being here. It's good uh, talking to you guys, and um, yeah, miss seeing you on a regular basis. Yeah, let's tell people who you are. Uh, Brando and I have been friends for a very long time, and inside our our circle of friends that are all rooted in the the Tucson, Arizona area. Uh, Matt here is kind of intertwined with that group. And um, man, so many great stories for a long time and always been around at my wedding. Great stories at the wedding, partying in New Orleans. Uh, but amongst the very like long list of interesting shit, I mean, you're an outdoorsman. You're... I don't think you're weirded out by the fact that I got to ask you many questions about kids because you have access. You're not to say it in a weird way. You're a teacher and have been, I'd like to talk to you about that. And good save on the kids. Thing, by the way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it sounded <laughs> weird. Uh, you have access. So yeah, I mean, Aikido let's, let's start there. Are you just, uh, you saw Steven Seagal across a crowded room and decided right. you really liked the ponytail and you really, did, did, you, see way, did you see the way he would run in movies and think I want to be girly like that? Uh, just that ponytail swishing in the wind and the way he put that uh, pool cue in his sock and just beat people um, really Man, brought me to the way Kelly LeBrock though I mean I don't <laughs> that, was know that, that was a great scene great scene. you know what I'm talking about I don't, I don't even remember yeah. which one that was was that hard to kill probably I mean all of his movies are made out of just three named titles you can't tell them apart that's yeah. pretty true actually he was a police officer for a television or I don't even think it was a television show, but he came to New Orleans and was a a police officer for a reality television program. Phoenix, too. <laughs> he killed someone's dog when he went to so, the front of their home with a fucking killdozer. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Man's a tremendous piece of shit. <laughs> and we're attaching him to Aikido. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's, you know, he definitely popularized it with movies and stuff. But, um, uh, you know, I, I'm a little rusty. I haven't been training for the past year with uh, my group. I don't know. Yeah, yeah so, okay. That's been, something right? I want to ask you both about. But before we get to that, let's not deny uh, Steven Seagal's credit. I mean, the guy, you'll probably know better than I do. He was the first American to go to Japan and, and mm -hmm. become a like a certified master right beat everybody um yeah i mean he was really successful really dedicated in his early years i don't know enough to say he's the first you know i mean there was some I, cheesy documentary i saw once upon a time that i i'm and i'm totally embellished let's just say he invented i, I you know <laughs> he went back in time a few hundred years yeah. invented it. But how did you get started jean-claude van damme oh, yes <laughs> <laughs> I was totally going to say that. I was going to try to to work in some version of Bloodsport where I was like, your brother got crippled in the Kumite and you had to go <laughs> defend your honor. Still so, love so, that movie. So, Matt, I do have a question too. for you. As part of your yeah. Aikido Shodan test, did you have to beat the fuck out of people with a cue ball in a sock and ask if they knew Richie and figure out why Richie killed Bobby Lupo? Um, yeah, that's right after the uh, weapons demonstration. Excellent. Good to know. And it's really tough because you got to bring the character, you know, and if you're not committed to the role, you don't get the belt. No one got my joke. I'm hurt. <laughs> I missed it. 
Well, I mean, basically, you just have to, you do have to defend yourself against a bunch of, um, you know, attacks from like five, six, seven, eight, however many people they want to throw at you um, until you're exhausted. I miss a good Randori. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) What's a Randori? Exactly what he described. Yeah, that's just. Oh, okay. We're just a barrage of people coming at you. Yeah. Just keep dealing with people attacking you for. Four minutes, five minutes. See how tired you can get. Huh. I know I've asked you this before, man, but what, like, how, okay, first off, you've been doing this for a long time. I mean, how long? A decade? Longer? Um, The better part of one, like uh, eight years or so. Wow. So, yeah, and just slow progress, you know? It's like most stuff. I'm not, I'm not like a wonderkind of any kind of physical activity, but I like it. So I, I'm looking forward to getting back to it. We're going to start doing some park stuff and hopefully get back into the dojo. Dude, I, uh, I had my second shot recently. As of May 10th, I can consider myself fully vaccinated. I'm looking, back, I'm looking forward to getting back into my dojo as well. It's something I've really missed over the last year. Yeah, It's actually been more than a year for me because I tore up my shoulder after a jujitsu seminar and took a sabbatical while that healed. And then as soon as I started getting back to it, it's like, oh, we got this thing called the coronavirus now. So. It's yeah. it's been a hot minute. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, and just that I don't know flexibility. Just the way I feel after class is really good. I miss that. Well, and Aikido focuses on grappling and what? what isn't it rooted in uh, sam not samurai but warfare, like on the battleground? Um, yeah, there's a lot of jujitsu in there, and and um, yeah, didn't, a lot it of come, didn't it come from Daito Ryuaki jujitsu? Yes, that's one of the major sources, um, for sure. And but I mean, um, O Sensei, you know, uh, Ueshiba Sensei studied like a lot of stuff. Like he studied under several masters. So. I think a Ito Ryu sword person too, but I could be getting my sword schools mixed up. Well, and so to give the anybody who might be listening some background here. Um, you know, I know we're talking about your time spent in studying Aikido, and I, I mean, the little bit of time I've seen where you were showing me some, uh, I think at the time you were showing me like wrist grapples and, and, you know, the way you were using your weight and your leverage was really smooth. I mean, you obviously knew what you were doing. And I, I want to know what, what got you in there, but I mean, clearly you guys have a share a language here, basically, about these uh, particular martial arts. and Brando. You were involved in what? Just so they know. I hold a Nidon rank in a Koryu Iaijutsu and uh, like sixth, fifth or sixth Q in Aki Jiu-Jitsu. And can you explain like what it is those are and what you, the, what you use, what the rank means? If you have to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> you basically no, so have they, a collection of samurai swords. You learn to use them. I, I have, I, I, I have a couple. I, I have a couple. I have a couple Iaito and a couple Shinken. Let's be proper here. And actually, one World War II bring back Gunto. So ninja swords, right? This is like the American. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you have quite a, a formidable. But you, you both would go and have your collective uh, groups or schools that you would basically go and sharpen and study your you know growth and your skill set you get to different ranks for you it's the q which if that were the equivalent in the belt system for karate what would that be shodan uh my my nidan and iajutsu it's a uh, i don't know black belt plus Hello? black belt with a stripe okay. i don't really know how to how it would translate belt. over okay. and then what 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 ranking system is there system the same between aikido and what you're doing all Q's and Don's, yeah. And what a Q so what, K, Q, what, KYU for those for, for our one listener. So, what <laughs> rank would you say you were at? Oh, um, Matt? I was Niku, so I was a brown belt, so I wasn't quite a black belt. Okay. I, I would be by now, probably. It was about, I was about a year out for how I was going, but wow, yeah. So, uh, the, the school I'm training at just kind of is pretty slow on the ranks. Oh, well, still, but like what, what, so where I, I know for Brando, 
I know your story, and you should probably talk about that in a second. But what drew you to Aikido? Because it, you know, a lot of people will find themselves into, uh, you know, different forms of contact sports: Taekwondo, Shotokan, Karate, Kickboxing, now MMA. What was it? Just a happy accident? Did you know at some point? Um. Well, I I remember taking Taekwondo classes when I was like twelve and liking it. Um, taking karate taking stuff like that and just uh, gradually realizing I like the Japanese martial arts. There was something about the discipline and the way that stuff was laid down. But uh, I don't know, feeling like some karate, at least U.S. karate, is a little more sporty. And right. Aikido's 100%. not... Yeah, Aikido's not, and I think what Brando does, it's, it's a little bit more serious than that. That's what appeals to me because I don't really care about competing. I just want to use it to be you know a better person i guess it sounds cheesy i know but no no i don't think it sounds cheesy i kind of look at what brando does and i've never seen uh what you do up close like uh, as far as i mean i lived with brando and i saw uh the beginnings of what he was doing and then i've been to his place and seen his collection of swords and whatnot and occasionally um, seen my feudal japanese jinkos hanging up in the laundry room to dry <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> um but 40, you know, I, 40, inch, forty inch leg openings, people. They cost. So, Brando, I think you sent me you sent me the video of like the some was it you that sent me a video of the the guys in Japan that were doing this and like where they went where they were making the blades, and they were just basically saying they were doing it to keep the the tradition alive. Like, yeah, just, I've seen a few documentaries about that. I got a few books about it. It's a it's a dying art that some people. Uh, still will apprentice into like right out of Japanese high school. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a, it's kind of, so, I mean, I mean, it's about the same kind of and thing that's just for the Aikido. Then you got to do with the polishers too. That's a whole separate fucking thing. Oh, wow. It's nuts. Yeah. I mean, but that's this, it's about tradition and keeping that alive for Aikido too. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. There's no competition. It's all very rooted in that, uh, traditional sword art kind of stuff do you um, guys do performance stuff i know brando at times his school would get together and do a demonstration in front of an audience or something yeah we'll like go that. do something up at uh, matsuri in phoenix every february that's cool no i mean our school doesn't do that some aikido schools do so it's just you know preference. we mainly use it as an excuse to go up to the festival get together eat a lot of takoyaki and then go to fogo de chao and eat even more you <laughs> use it as an excuse for a weekend to travel and eat. Mmm, de chow. Brazilian. Yeah, it's amazing till till you drop off steak. the bill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not uh yeah, scary Most place expensive meal I've ever bought. So you've been out of the loop. You've been out of the loop for a year and you guys are already talking about getting back together. Uh yeah, well, um, you know, our senseis are pretty old. Like we're talking in their 70s. So, want to be extremely cautious like just in particular with that, but everyone vaxxed now pretty much. Like the last uh, sensei got vaxxed like a week ago, so we're not quite there yet. But we're going to meet in parks first, and then you know, see what's going down. That's pretty sweet. Pretty Probably sweet. being thrown on my ass. All this, oh look, all this fight talk is really just building up to a really uh, geeky, chewy nougat center because we're on the back end of uh, an announcement. And expecting a big, like, official announcement about something that you and I love and Brando hates to admit that he loves, too. And that's, uh, it's got to be said, Virtua Fighter is now coming back. And it's part of the reason I called you in the first place, and I'm not ashamed to mention it. Yeah. You, so when you first discovered, this is a game, just to give everybody some backstory here. This is the first three-dimensional a polygonal game like modern fighting game on uh you know in arcades and at the time there just was nothing like it did you discover it in arcades like i did when i was a kid oh yeah for sure and um, immediately had that magic moment like that just like oh, love in a heartbeat every every I kid in tucson that. discovered the love of fighting games and that damn golf and stuff i'm pretty sure of it i lived yeah. on the northwest side when i was a kid and even i somehow made my way over there to discover fighting games 
Oh, yeah. I remember being Kage and actually, like, winning. And I was like, what? I can't win at any other fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> fighter, all my friends play it all day. I don't have a Super Nintendo. I'm ticked. And then, yeah, Virtual Fighter was just like, oh. And yeah, I mean, we, we have a, a few big Street Fighter fans. And, and look, Street Fighter's great. Everybody knows what Street Fighter is. I just uh, was very magnetized to a game that had no... Uh, I mean, look, it's not there's plenty of stuff that's not realistic about that game, but it's the most realistic rendition of a fighting game that was around for a long, long time. Yeah. You know, and it it was beautiful. It's still beautiful. Still a beautiful game. I and I I can't think you can you can't over underestimate the amount of um, that they actually looked at real fighting styles. Right. No other game does that to the same degree. Well, and I think that was all under direction of uh, Yu Suzuki. I mean, because he clearly had that in mind in modeling the movements of the characters. And I'm telling you, man, we play pretty routinely. And it's still a, I mean, the latest version, uh, I think, was released in 2007. And even on today's hardware, it's still plays really really fluidly online it's a beautiful game if you haven't seen it anyone you should check it out because it's this kind of especially anybody now if you didn't know about it before you might not know about it now but the announcement from sega has kind of gotten more steam than i think i would have expected initially and when i told you you were you were kind of stunned as like anybody was when they heard about it when i i mean Weren't you? Yeah, I was. I was super stoked. And I it was off my radar. Like I haven't been playing it much. Um and didn't think that they were necessarily gonna keep going. I don't know. I mean I, I don't really have a big idea of how popular it is compared to other fighting games. But they did just bring back Samurai Showdown and like a lot of these Streets of Rage. Bring back yeah. Bushido Blade. Yeah, I went to bring back Bushido oh, yeah, Blade. Dude. Yeah, that was a good one. But no, Virtua Fighter is being re-released with this very specific goal in mind towards esports. They want it to be in that competitive tournament ring for, you know, pro gamers and people to compete with, which, I mean, from the way it looks, uh, they've released a couple of tidbits, nothing uh, huge. We're expecting something from E3. So, you know, not too much longer now. We're hoping to get some sort of news on what's going to happen but it's supposed to be completely directed towards esports and uh the first couple of images that have been released it it doesn't really even look like they're going to add characters or try to i hope they don't try to reinvent the fucking game you know what i mean like for That'd me i just want them to they can hone it they can make it look graphically better they can take advantage of hardware but i mean i'm not kidding you i'm playing the one that's over 10 years old now um almost every other week with a few guys and it it's flawless it's fun and flawless and and just incredible yeah i'm looking forward to beating uh both of you guys someday so i should i should army buying a console again <laughs> i'm out yeah I mean, you say that uh, you, and you've been keeping true to it you know <laughs> I, I mean that just might not be your thing anymore man yeah yeah, pretty much. There are times I've come real close to saying screw it and just buying one, but it's, I just know deep down after the novelty wears off, it'll turn into a paperweight again and I'll be angry at myself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I guess. Uh, I I like it. I mean, it just, it's a bit of an escapism or escapist kind of thing, I think. You know, I like that, that breaking off from reality for about 90 minutes and, getting my ass whipped at dark souls or something yeah, some of us read books instead you know to each their own it's not or like a just I'm kidding i'm kidding I've been i'm just trying to on, point out i chose not to read too. it's all video games for me and i've been slacking on that too ladies and gentlemen <laughs> or you could just play weird uh you know puzzle games like i do on the switch because i don't have 90 minutes i'll have 30 minutes what are you playing um, I just played like the Professor Layton game that came out for that. It's like and uh, Phoenix Wright too. I like those ones. I I, I played the first two Phoenix Wrights on the uh, DS a long time ago. They're yeah. they're solid mm-hmm. games. I like I liked them. 
yeah, I like the format. It's pretty cool. And like, you know, you can catch people in their false statements and say objection a lot. And it's, it's oh, bullshit on them. Yeah. It's, rubbing like, their, it's just like rubbing a cop. Their dumb like, face. Yeah. Yeah. Watch them crack under pressure and then just admit to the murder or whatever. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Man, Japanese court's weird. It's very dramatic. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And it's the judge can be bullied at any time. You could just bully the judge anytime you want to in Japanese court, apparently, according to Phoenix Wright by Capcom. Yeah, right? You're going to be, yeah. So, what else has been keeping you going then? I mean, are you just, what have you been spending your time? I mean, look, I think I mentioned it earlier. You're, you know, uh, I, I, I really, maybe I'm telling myself stories out of school, pun intended, but has the last year just been, chaotic stressful for every teacher that you know because you're you're oh, an, uh, an english teacher right uh, no i i'm an environmental science teacher actually. sorry environmental science teacher um and uh i, I, I was thinking of brooke and taryn and everybody else it, you know it, it it has but i feel like i've uh, done better with the situation part of that is luck part of that is um i don't know maybe being more introverted and being able to also just make things easy on myself I mean, I'll just admit I'm not grading stuff as much as I used to because I'm not going to stare at the screen after I stare at the screen all day for another hour, you know, to, right. to seriously grade something. So, like, it's also about being easier on the kids because, you know, I teach teenagers um, and so, you know, freshmen. Ooh. So they worried about our future a lot, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so. I got I got so many good questions to ask you. We won't talk about, we won't, uh, won't get too specific, but I mean, you're teaching teenagers, man. What I, there's got to be times that you, you do you feel like really confident? You're like, finally a generation that's going to save us all. Um, actually I'm pretty impressed by how a lot of them are taking this and some of them are falling apart, but that's, you can look at any generation and see that in the past year, right? Oh, yeah. That's not um, an age-specific thing. Yeah. I, I feel like um, on what I teach, which is environmental science, I see a lot of um, no bullshit, you know? Like, they kind of know what's going on, um, and that's good, okay? They're, they're super more tech-oriented than me, so I feel like a fogey, you know? <laughs> like talking about yeah. virtual fighter and getting together with actual people in a room to play Dude, my 13 year old nephew makes me feel that way i feel i understand your pain yeah that's like around the age group i teach so but that's you know so there's a, a generational gap but i i think that they're um gonna have some skills for coping with stuff that uh americans have all needed for many generations and you know maybe a little bit more of that i think you know, well, like, uh, give me, what do you mean? Like just in the fact that they have software and no, 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 nothing, nothing tech related at all. Oh, okay. Just, okay. De just dealing with uncertainty and dealing with change and dealing with, um, uh, institutions that say they're solid, but you can see they're not, you know, or, uh, strife in society and being skeptical about that. You, you think know? that comes from, from them just being more plugged in like the internet. So like they're, like their whole life has been technology, like uh, every new iPhone every year, right? Like in the net last one's outdated, like their whole life has been the next thing is the standard. Uh, yeah. And uh, like, granted, I teach kids that are pretty motivated, but they also, I think, uh, know that they can't just like if they Google something, they, they know that the first couple hits are not necessarily like the truth, like. Right, right. Well, they, they know yeah, a little they, bit more learned. about sifting information. We, you know, us that were in millennials. Their bullshit detectors have been updated for cyber. Yeah, there you go, dude. Okay, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I look. I like that a lot because I can. I I see that in. Um, well, most specifically, my parents, but I've seen that in older Americans that they, you know, and I, I kind of get it i'm not trying to make a joke about it but I, I do get it right to them if the chiron looks similar enough to the one they see on television they just accept it as news biden's yeah. gonna you know make us saying? drink plant-based beer <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Right, right. Well, I, well that's why I, you know and I, I have to 
man, we I could definitely go down a rabbit hole talking about uh, politics and whatnot, but I'm not going to. But it's just like I have gotten this perception of how they see things where I'm not not as angry with them as much as I'm like, man, they are like, I feel like I wasn't aware that this is how people felt like a hundred years ago when, when the newspaper was every day and nobody was like, why do you got to read the newspaper every day? And these people were like, Oh, the world's left you behind. That's kind of how it feels. Right? Like they just have no, no idea, no idea, man, none. Yeah. It's harder for them to see the manipulation, I think. Um, Very and, much. But they'll cry about manipulation, even though they don't see how they're being manipulated pretty clearly. You know, that's obviously a, a generalization, but older generations have a problem with that, I think. You know, and, and they were the generation that so told us not to believe everything we saw on television. <laughs> don't believe everything you read. That was what I grew up hearing. Don't believe everything you read. Don't believe everything yeah, you see on the internet, also, son. They also like said, don't believe anything you see on TV, but we'll leave it on for five hours while we go, you know. Yeah, for last. Well, that sounds like someone else was a latchkey kid. Actually, actually, my parents were pretty strict about that. I got an hour and a half a day. So, but. Oh, shit, dude. Not any of my friends, though, you know, I mean, so I saw a lot of latchkey kids and I was. You were lucky enough to have both parents, you bastard. Well, sort of. I mean, rub it in. Rub it in. (laughs) It's probably why you have normal views on marriage and relationships. Yeah, your parents lord it over us, man. Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Okay, do we really have that much time? Because that's a little bit of an oversimplification. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's the way it is. That's reality now. Well, here's the history of my parents' relationship, guys. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> and what age were you when they? No, right. <laughs> Let's go back to video games now. Video games. <laughs> Listen, dude, that could have been the way we go. That, look, you know, t- we were talking a second about not knowing how, like, their their cyber bullshit detectors in in uh, people over the age of say sixty five, maybe sixty, maybe fifty five. They just don't. They're not picking up on it. And man, I. I just watched, I just finished watching the uh, documentary on Q on HBO. Okay, we got to dive into that, but real quick. Yeah, that's a good time to take a break. Before we go off the rails and talk about what's true or what's not, let's hear a, you know, let's have a little station break here and add, and then we'll come back and discuss if that's cap or not, as the kids would say. Yeah, maybe maybe. What's up, gang? This is Hoptimus. You've been listening to one of the great new podcasts from Ruminations Radio Network. If you want some more tasty sound vibes, come check out my new podcast, The Retro Futurist Culture, where we talk about alternate timelines, cyberpunk, anime, and other crazy worlds. If that does not strike your fancy, we have plenty of other great shows at RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. And we are back Welcome back to Brevity Box, brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. Uh, Matt, we were talking about uh, having watched the HBO Q documentary. Um, into the Storm. Into the Storm. Have you had a chance to even, do you even know about this yet? Uh, actually, I don't know much about it, no. And I have not seen it yet. Keep it that way. Do you, do you know, yeah, I mean, do you know what we mean when we say Q, or is it completely out of your ballpark? Yeah, no, I know, like like QAnon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen a lot of that in, in your kids represent that they have some big thing about it? Um, uh, there's a couple who have uh, maybe spammed the chat during Zoom with a little <laughs> bit of that, but barely, <laughs> barely, barely. And it's That's all good. just so I, I, I just ignore it unless it's, you know, directly threatening somebody. And it's been no, no. Good for you. Long. I mean, once or twice. Thing. And I don't even know. You know what? It's not even Q, though. It's just like all of a sudden, like I'll be talking about um, adaptations and s- someone will say like, you know, put on your group think caps or something like that. Or like, follow the hive mind, everybody. And I'm like, uh, well, I am talking about bees. Like, what the what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it was that person like trying to be funny and it just fell flat. Uh, I know it was kind of like um, kind of consistent spam over like 10 minutes. So. Oh. 
you know, just a little bit of that right wing conspiracy stuff, but nothing, nothing Q related. Thankfully, I sounds like a. I mean, so thankfully, it does sound like a joke. If you're about to talk have. about bees, you know, put on your 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 think your think alike cap or whatnot, hive mind. That's kind of funny, but. Well, I, I, actually, I was making a joke about that. I wasn't talking about bees, but it was oh, something wow. like it was really benign. Like it was a technical detail about ecosystems, you know, like um, a gross primary productivity, like how much sunlight. You know, it was something like really just like science, sciencey. Like, oh, don't believe the hive mind. I'm like, uh, <laughs> it's just Dude. an equation. Like it's math. I know. <laughs> But you know what? The, the hard thing is, is for some reason, if if a thirteen year old says it, I can go, <laughs> "All right, settle down." If yeah. a sixty three year old says it, I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Open I hand know, slap man. to the face. Yeah. <laughs> I agree because mo- that kid was probably just parroting what their older oh for sure were saying or something. You know, it wasn't like original. You know, speaking of hive mind, right? It was um, probably just repeating stuff, dude. And you know, the truth is, is that I'm not trying to get all deep about the subject matter. The fact of the matter is, we watch and we encourage anybody watch it. It is a uh, crazy. The ca- I can't wait to see the movie because I think it's going to be one of those weird, odd films. And I I hope they make it a comedy. But man, long story short. Everybody got duped by the. Allow me, you know what, allow Brando, me. you yeah, please. You've got everybody the, the got go for it, duped please. by a weird, perverted weeaboo that likes to have prostitutes rubbing down with soap. That's who's behind all this. That was the person that. I mean, there's no, there's no clue who the original Q was, but part of this documentary shows how certain things in like the 4chan to 8chan code or something changed and someone had obviously oh it was a, a difference in writing style is what it was yeah okay. uh the weeaboo took over q and potentially locked the original q out of using the trip code that actually identified him as q yeah I so see. basically what we're what we're just to kind of decode a lot of that for you folks uh, out there Beyond your average use of the internet, there are websites that are just a free for all. Awful. Of awful, awful free for all of, of BS. And the most ancient and well known of them is 4chan. And the more recent versions of those were ones that were owned and operated by a couple of guys who recognized an opportunity when they saw a post and took over the anonymity of that post and started playing fast and loose with it and it got traction and uh you should watch the documentary but all i can tell you is it's uh it it don't you come how do you come away from that shock or do you just almost unshocked because of it's not shocking it's shocking because it's so believable well i i spent a good chunk of the pandy catching up on my on my q lore i'm not a believer not not whatsoever but as a great man by the name of Zach De La Roca once said, know your enemy. <laughs> right. So I never sure. jumped. I mean, I never jumped into 4chan or 8chan or anything, but there are subreddits where people will go through them on your behalf and, you know, kind of send you the and kind of post up the greatest hits so you can see the insanity that's coming out of these people's minds. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of the reasons why I may or may not be sitting on 10,000 rounds of ammo right now, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All with a little sharpie Q on them, right? Just the same chant. No, no, no. <laughs> but I find yep. it funny that whenever I go out with my my old man, the self-described ultra Republican, one, he was always pro COVID. Let me try that again. He always knew COVID was gonna be a problem and he always did the right thing, even as a self-described ultra Republican Trump lover. Yeah. And he never fell down the Q rabbit hole. Yeah. He learned what, it, I mean, he stays off of Newsmax and OAN. He just sticks with Cucker Carlson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my mom's similar. Like, but, she the, but, but, the, but where, 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 I, where I was going with that is, uh, every now, you know, a couple times, you know, maybe once every other month, we'll wind up out in the desert, you know, with a bunch of guns turning, you know, money into noise. And, uh, you hear some of these other people and some of their beliefs and it just blows you the fuck away. So I'm pretty much armed to the teeth and rarely leave the house without a gun these days. Unless I'm going to work. 
<laughs> because those people scared the shit out of me. And if January 6th taught us anything, they're oh, everywhere. Man. Yeah, okay. Let's exit the fear-mongering. Uh, what were you saying? <laughs> so let's about talk about that Mortal Kombat movie. Something a little more fun. Yeah, no, I'm we're, kidding, we're, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. gotta go down the, the J6 line. What were you saying about your mom being similar, man? Oh, well, just that, uh, you know, I really do not... It's it's a lot of conspiracy stuff coming out of close family members, but um, that's she just said flat out they're crazy when I asked her about Q. I'm like, uh, yeah, really believe that. And she's just like, that's craziness. That's and that's also libel is what she said, which was pretty. You know, this is someone who's who's very um has become conservative. So, you know, I, I mean, I don't fault any of that. I mean, like I said, I wasn't. I shouldn't have probably gone the direction of talking about it. I was really just trying to say, like, you know. It makes me doomed feel and the internet was a mistake. <laughs> Have a good day, everyone. <laughs> Come on, we're doomed. Look, the internet Doom wasn't a mistake, but I think the fact that you've got, like, it's really hopeful. This happened in, in, in the conversation that happened in a different segment, right? You were sitting there saying that you felt like, I mean, I think you were, you saying that their cyber BS detector is on a higher grade gives me hope. Because oh I'm glad God. to know that uh, that uh, it doesn't have to be explained. They can see it, and they can see everything, right? Like they can look yeah. at a those kids in that age group now can recognize filters on Instagram posts without, like, they're detectors. They know exactly what apps being used to do what. Yeah, and there's you know, you know my I'll just say one other thing, and that is as an environmental science teacher and having taught this for more than a decade. I remember starting and having a little girl who loves science say, oh, uh, we're learning about climate change this week, right? Uh, I, my mom says, I can't believe anything you say. To like, now I've just seen a change where it's, they're doing the critical thinking themselves, you know? They're being shouted at, maybe from both sides in some cases, but um, they're, they're on it. They, they got why it's important and they, they have the science without a lot of like extra teaching on my part. I well, think, it adds up for them, right? They can look and see that what you're saying is true. Like, yeah. it, it actually adds up. Like, you you know, whatever it is that you're teaching at the time. I have a theory about the BS detectors. Go, if you grew up with the internet, like, obviously the three of us have, and we grew up with the internet in its infancy, you ha you're really good at spotting internet bullshit. It's the generations that came before us that have no idea. Yeah, if you're like an established adult before the internet hits, yeah. You had no chance. 30s, 40s, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. remember trying yeah, to teach 30s, my dad 40s. Before. I'm in my late 30s. I'm encroaching on 40. I'm talking, no, I'm talking about like he's the saying boomers. when it hit, you were in your 30s or 40s. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm, well, yeah, like, I'm, those, I'm sorry. I'm a little high right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those, you know, like those people, like, you know, our parents' generation when the internet was, you know, America Online was starting and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, got me wow. dude i remember trying to teach my dad to double click i'm like click click again no no faster no no like it was, it was like the most frustrating thing ever. oh that yeah that's right because the cadence is off right they go click yeah, click right? and you're like no it's a certain cadence that god know. oh my god i'm that's still having the tech support and it annoys the shit out of me that's but thank, yeah, that's but thankfully my dad is pretty much fully on iOS, so it makes my life a little easier there at least. Oh I'm yeah. I'm kind of glad the computer I gave him to keep in his garage broke. So I was getting sick of fixing fixing his problems with that. Oh yeah, that would get annoying for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to convince him to buy a Mac mini just to make my life a little easier, but he won't spend the money. I don't blame him. Well, I hope at the very least, man, you can, you gotta, you gotta get, I'll keep you posted on the Virtual Fighter news. You gotta know when that drops. Just even, I know you probably won't run out and buy a, a new machine for one game or anything, but at least you'll know it's out there. Uh, it sure is Virtual Fighter. Like, are we talking PlayStation or Xbox? Is it still PlayStation? It's, it's probably, we're hoping that it's not a PlayStation exclusive. We're hoping that it doesn't seem like it should be. I hope it is. But it, it could be. I mean, the truth is it could be a PlayStation exclusive. I don't think it will be, but it could be. And uh, we'll see what they release. I don't know if it's going to be 
a whole new game or if it's just going to be a polished up version of uh, uh, Virtual Fighter 5, because I think they're calling this one Ultimate. I don't know what that means. It you know, probably I, I just has better that. lobby support. I would think better lobby support and they'll probably tune some of the graphics and stuff. Yeah. That, I mean, even that's worth it, though, right? Like, even if it was just an update, it would still be fun. To... I'm telling you, for if you play games at all, you know, the games have really come a long way. Everything is a really good rendition of what it was when it started. So Mortal Kombat, uh, also starting in the 90s, that game is still very recognizable, like the style, but it's just very smooth and a lot a lot more going on, a lot more polished. And and that's pretty true for every fighting game, whether it's Street Fighter or Soul Calibur. But there's only a few that have been around since that 90s heyday. And Virtua Fighter was the first three-dimensional uh, go before popular, you know, the popular games like Tekken uh, and then on consoles, Dead or Alive. And so it's oh, just, yeah. you know, if you followed Virtua Fighter, you were you were really a cult follower. Like for me, I remember going, I remember calling around Dallas, Fort Worth, looking for where they had it, finding it at some bowling alley, 30, 40 minutes away from me and driving to the bowling alley to spend, you know, 10 bucks, 50 cents a pop playing that fucking game. Awesome. And just kind of, Going through it, and and Dallas was one of those places that had a, 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 a man. I just forgot the name of it, but you know, Sega had a series of big, high level arcades that were just Dream DreamWorks. No, no. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Too. We had one at the Foothills for a while. It was GameWorks. Game there you go. Yeah, GameWorks. Yeah, yeah GameWorks. And so they had all their, you know, because at the time, uh, you know, racing games where. You'd have eight people lined up, and the cars would. I got a fun, got a fun story about that in a second. Yeah, we. I mean, but you get what I'm saying. So I remember hunting those games down. You guys had uh, golf and stuff in Tucson, is where. I mean, was that you too, Matt? Like, would, did you yeah, just golf kind of become stuff, a fan, but, or did you drop a lot of coin into that machine? I mean, I I love Virtual Fighter more than other fighting games. So anytime I was at the arcade. Um, either golf and stuff or just random places. Like I'm pretty sure that like there was a virtual fighter in a lot of random places, like a circle K and most Betos, like back in the day, like, and, um, Dude, so there was a good I... fighting game coin up in a Los Betos. I would have, yeah, like, I would have died from like heart disease at a young age. I'm glad I didn't know that. Yeah, it was so like random, like not just, uh, those like arcade places, but you know, where video games were in a lot of, you know, fast food restaurants and stuff like that. Pizza places. Fun shit. Fun, Fun shit. Story. What were you going to say about your your stories about the auto racing games? What is the most you've ever spent to play an arcade game? Question for the both of you. For one round. Match, whatever it is. What is the most it's cost you? You mean for like being at one machine? How much have... What is... What is the most U.S. dollar you've spent for one credit to play a game? Oh, uh, sixteen. You spent sixteen. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna. For, that's insane. Um, because I remember at the uh, GameWorks, <laughs> the two-story GameWorks that was at Arizona Mills up in Phoenix, they had the coolest racing game I'd ever seen. It cost two dollars and fifty cents to play in the late '90s. Yeah, this is. I was gonna say two fifty was my limit too. Ferrari F three fifty five challenge had the we had the actual Ferrari wheel seat gated oh, shifter. Oh, I remember that. And that place had two machines that were linked up, so you and someone else could actually race each other. And uh, I remember this gigantic, uh, gigantic thug looking dude was sitting. There. I was in, I was like a as I was a sophomore in high school. This big old dude would stand at the other cabinet. We play. We have a good racer on an oval because it was a very difficult game around a normal road course. And, uh, you know, going, going neck to neck until he pit me at the pit maneuvered me at the end and won. Thought that was gonna, kind of a dick move, but he apologized and came over and shook my hand. That's pretty cool. You know, it, it would be kind of a dick move to do to someone who just paid $2.50 to play a game to ruin him like that. And I think that place yeah. also had an IndyCar or an F1 game upstairs. 
that had eight cabinets linked up and an announcer that would call the, and an announcer that was an employee who would call the race. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we did. That's the one yeah. I was talking about. That was so expensive. I paid for everybody to play. Oh, OK. okay. Oh, I got you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking about this weird uh, hologram game. It was yep. like was it golf and stuff? It was near the I'm back when you walk when you walk into the, the arcade, it's in like it was in like the back right corner. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, you were like a cowboy shooting things or something. I don't there know. Were, uh, there were there were a couple. I found a YouTube video about those like a month ago. If I track it down, I'll send it to you. Dude, I I'm so happy that someone can confirm that that was reality. Yes, no, that was yeah, that was a, that was hundred percent real. <laughs> Yeah, because I dropped like two fifty on that. It was like some weird holographic laser disc Dragon's Quest style gameplay knockoff thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it was so something it was about fun. it was something about time travel that I remember. Yeah. Wow. It sounds Memories, hilarious, man. actually. Memories. <laughs> well, things are going back to normal, Matt. You feeling good about it? I mean, it's been a weird year. You've seen a lot of crazy shit. You're giving me hope about the kids coming up. What's uh, what's your feeling about what's cut? You feeling good about where we're going this year? Um, yeah, well, feeling much better than last year at this time. That's for sure. No um, shit, man. <laughs> remember, like the kind of just constant uh, being on edge kind of feeling. Um, that's yeah. definitely not here anymore. And just does it that feel alone, like it was ages ago to you too? It does. It feels more than a year. Time has no sure. meaning anymore. Yeah. It seriously feels a long way ago. <laughs> it feels like a long time ago right now. When you're, to say. When, you're you working, just, when you're working from home and you don't get a lot of, again, this is mainly me because Matt, you're married. You have a kid. Uh, I live alone and I have a dog. So often I would go a couple of days without even really leaving my home except to walk the dog. And let me tell you, weeks like that feel like a freaking eternity. So yeah. it is. it has felt like we've been at this for way over a year at this point yeah and um you know like um for me what was super huge and i'm just was so stoked about um it was my best like oh things are getting better feeling since getting my second vax and that was when the splash pads opened last week here in tucson (laughs) like having the splash pads being able to know that this summer i can take my daughter to a splash pad when she's bored i'm she's driving me crazy you know um is it was huge, dude. And she's running around having fun. Other kids are too. You know, they're being careful, but um, able to do that. And I felt pretty good about that. That's super positive. Are you, I, I would suspect that you'd be happier that it's happening when, when that you have a younger uh, kid, because I think, I think it affected teenagers like, well, shit. I mean, you said they were dealing with it really well, but I'm sure you've seen some crazy shit with kids. That oh, are yeah, yeah. Oh, look, yeah, they're I, fine. I, they have their fucking Fortnite. They're fine. No, man. Oh, they it's really Fortnite, fuck with them. Dude. It's important. <laughs> they're, no, turn, they're turning on Fortnite? That's awesome. Oh, yeah. At least my students, it's all. It's not. What is the thing? Uh, it's another one. Apex Legends is what a lot yeah, of Yeah, dude. You're behind the times, bro. Come on, man. What's wrong with you? Yes. You got to get am on I, Apex <laughs> and throw some look, shit around. Look, am I the one that's out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. Apex <laughs> is pretty dope, actually. I'm going to. Say, you know, I'm not gonna like Call of Duty Warzone, seems like a good time. I'm a pretty solid Pathfinder in Apex, I just want to put it out there. <laughs> I want to be liked by the kids. Well, they would give me some respect for that, I'm sure. Some mad street cred, yeah, like it's worth the damn, yeah, man. I mean, look, it's it's have you, I mean, I've just I've seen that, I've heard it, I've I listened to a few shows where very serious people talk about how important that kind of socialization that's going on and and i'm aware of it but i don't you know i don't have children and i haven't paid attention to it but i mean i can only imagine you take a year out of somebody's life when they're like here's what i think i think it would be the shittiest for people who were supposed to have their senior year and graduate yes last year and this year yeah i feel real bad for those kids for sure Prom's got to suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't know anybody. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's um that, you know, there's these kind of key ages. And um definitely feel fortunate that I don't have to see that firsthand every day since through this whole thing, my daughter's, you know, been four. 
pretty much the whole time. So like she'll forget, you know what I mean? She'll be like, Oh, I lived through that. Oh yeah. And she knows she understands the basics, but she's not dealing with um, the loss of social contact to the same degree. You know, I remember dude, when I was like 13, I was around that same age. I went away for the summer to spend with my sister and, you know, working i was working at a used car lot washing cars bullshit people were scaring the fuck out of me with stories i was too stupid not to realize were fake and i would be pulled around behind a boat at lake belton in texas and they would try to kill me to see how fast they could go without me falling off isn't that the point isn't that the point of tubing yeah i think so i mean i had a lot of fun with it but i remember coming back end of summer and my parents didn't my mother just got remarried and they didn't tell me they were moving. And so I came back to a new house completely separated from a bunch of friends. And I remember feeling just fucking shattered and pissed. Right. Because you get taken away from that, that core group. And uh, man, I can only imagine just being locked away for a fucking year, a year, basically. Right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these kids don't even look the same as when they got pulled out of school. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, since we're back to sort of in person, like halfway, um, I, I see these kids and they're like three feet taller than at the beginning of the year. Not really, but, you know, it's funny because I'm, starting, it's I'm starting to see other coworkers come back into the office and they're three feet wider. Yeah, well, that's yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, right. Um, right. A lot of takeout. Look, look, I'm kind of a part of that group. I'm not trying to shame. Oh, Matt's got us all beat, man. He's out there hiking miles in the desert, putting us all to shame. You and Maddie are both little, like, athletic, athletic white people on the move. Yeah, well, he's... Are you uh, fucking talking to... What did you just call me? (laughs) (laughs) Do you you fucking know me, man? I said... I want Matt and Maddie. Matt. Oh, okay, okay. That's going to be the best bumper sticker ever. Thank you for that. I'm going to make it. I'm serious. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, man. Well, actually, in the past year, so Maddie does a lot of mountain biking. And I love that. But um, I was mountain biking last summer in um, Flagstaff, and some old uh, couple in a gigantic. Uh, Ford 3500 or 8500 or something uh, crushed, crushed my bike. So I hopped out of the way on time and I was fine, but I haven't had a mountain bike. So I kind of switched to running, which is also more uh, time efficient in the past year, just being stuck at home every day. I can run and come back before the kid wakes up. So, anyway, just... so you go, you do morning running like you get up at 5 a.m. and run? Yeah. Yeah. That's been that's been keeping me more sane and kind of giving me a little bit of that, you know, kind of feeling after Aikido. Only it's not it's not the same. But what kind of road work are you putting in? Um. Well, usually like uh, five miles, um, three times a week, and then a long run. Oh, three times a week. Yeah. Wow, man, that's impressive as shit. I I I I got to tell you, I think about it, and that's about as far as I get. I don't. I need to go and do it, but I don't. There's and a I lot don't of have a good reason. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I have no good reason. It would be awesome for me to do so. You know, my my athletic output has uh, over the last few weeks been sort of relegated to the average stuff, construction based, helping of my family and doing shit around my house. Sure. I walk the dog. That's about it. It's been about it. Yeah. Well, once well, again, you know, as of May 10th, I can actually start going back to a to a gym, which I'm gonna have to try to work into my day somehow. So everything goes back to normal now, man. I mean, are you guys you said you're somewhat semi in person. Year's gonna end on time, or do you guys get extended into the summer because of the No, the- it's on time. And so hopefully a reset for next year and just I mean, we'll see. But yeah. Just glad to be back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Well, it certainly doesn't feel that way 100%, but yeah, it's just super positive. Just, you know, just interacting with people in general. I, I'm rusty at it. We all are, you know? What we need is video. We need video game parlors back. We need those Sega things back at malls and stuff because that's a good way to, like, 
have a bunch of awkward millennial dudes like us, like, you know, get back into social contact and remember how to like talk to people. I'm okay. People. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm with you. I want to do look New Orleans. New Orleans is really kind of this, you know, it's such a social uh, place with such routine things to celebrate and look forward to that. That everything has been delayed for a year. So now it's been stacked on top of everything else. So usually uh, they'll have jazz fest at the last weekend of April, first weekend of May. So right about now, and it's a huge event and the whole city gets involved and it's very musical and, and you can just sort of tour around and, and just get your fill of, of a ton mm-hmm. of great uh, live music, live entertainment. And because of all the restrictions, now they've moved Jazz Fest into October and it's going to be right on the shoulders of Voodoo Fest and, you know, all these other things that would normally happen independently. So is that so? You know, yeah, so that's we're gonna, that's we're, gonna, we're, gonna of, we're gonna talk a little more after this, okay? Okay, okay. Yeah, we should because I mean, this is like uh, for a city like New Orleans. The funny thing is, is that you can see the people here. It's just a a complete shock to their routine because they're a very go out and eat regularly at your local mom and pop shop and go to the you know. Dude, I mean, it's all about local, the people culture there, right? It's the best. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. So. I mean, all of it and and they were very great i mean i won't spend a lot of time talking about that again i've talked about it plenty they louisiana surprised me at least my area people did great and so you can tell people are itching to get back out there and dude i'm telling you from probably from about independence day until next year independence day is just gonna be stack full like mardi gras next year next february is going to be absolutely insane insane and so it's uh you know i think everybody's got that that sort of cabin fever itch dude to get to get out and do shit yeah i just want to go back to the loft yeah well uh may 9th dude right it's opening yeah well shit yeah the outdoor movies i've seen a couple and it was nice but it wasn't quite the same it's not the same i mean tucson you guys you got to be able to go to the rialto you got to be able to go to congress first i mean everything's still there right has congress shut down or anything crazy like that i mean no no most places are still in business and we got some new ones too i just had a great meal at kiwami ramen last night oh i didn't even know about that place yeah there's definitely speedway near country club or it's really Man, good. It's like eleven I, I bucks for a killer bowl of ramen, and they got a drive-through. It's some next-level shit. Oh, dude, I'm I'm going there then. Awesome. Well, shit, Matt. Thank you for joining us, man. I mean, we we're kind of at the end of our clock here, but you know, we 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 spend every episode trying to figure out what the hell our show's about, and we're pretty happy <laughs> with it being about nothing and just kind of going through whatever. We are the and, Seinfeld uh, of podcasts. Yeah, we're trying to be at least. Hey, um, look, man, love to have you back. No for, subject. Sorry. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, if you come back as often as you want, man. We got to talk more Virtual Fighter and keep your eyes out for it. It's probably coming from E3 in June. Hey, this has been super enjoyable. It's nice talking to you guys, and and I like I like how you do things. It's been huh. a pleasure watching your um your sound waves. Um, as we've been talking to, I just wanted to say they are attractive sound waves. You know, they're slimmer than they were. I've been eating right. You know, <laughs> I think I think if you would have caught me a few weeks ago, it was just all over the place. Too big, too much burp in my sound waves. My audible chops my sound waves. as beautiful as it sounds. <laughs> no, man, thanks. Let me uh, let me do my little song and dance here and wrap it up, and then uh, we'll talk some more after we hit stop. Oh. Brando, I want to thank you for your positive attitude today. The internet was a mistake. <laughs> that's, the best, that's the highlight of the show for me. It's <laughs> obvious that I had an immensely rough week. Yeah. And little... I nearly got hit by two fucking momos today. Doing, <laughs> as, as, as I was out running errands. <laughs> and one of them proceeds to get out of their car and yell at me for honking at them, even though their manual transmission car was rolling back toward my front fucking bumper. People, bro. People. Yep.
people, 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 people. On that note, we're going to uh, wish everybody to have a better day than Brando did. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and join us again for another episode of Brevity Box uh, brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. If you enjoyed the show and you like what we do, you know, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. It can't hurt. We'll keep coming at you with some new content, some fun stuff. And take a moment, look at look it up. It's at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com. We have a great collection of shows with new content all the time. And a little something for everybody. I encourage you to check it out. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Stay new to your pets. So, yeah, out of nowhere, stay new to your pets. <laughs> Have a good one. See you next time. Do it now. (laughs) We know you've been scared watching horror movies by yourself. Well, now you don't have to. Hang out with Ruminations of Red Rum. All things horror, from movies to the latest spooky games we've played. Come hang out. But hurry. The killer's behind you. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.